0: Much.
1: And then the guilt. That I was almost
0: too involved. Oh
1: God, yes. To so you have the guilt dead. of of getting angry. The guilt that comes along with being like, yeah, the pain and frustration. And then I have the guilt of just.
0: yes. Yeah, I on. don't really have any guilt. N- I mean, as far as guilt, no. I was I was fucking there. <laughs> I helped her. I mean, I was there for her these two years, and I've also done a lot for her before then. Yeah. And she did a lot for me too. I'm not. Yeah. Trying, I mean, she was. She was your classic grandma, but then she was... There were also ways that she wasn't your classic grandma, but I was her first... She had 10 grandchildren. My mom has four sisters, so she had five daughters, 10 grandchildren. Two of them were girls and eight boys, so eight... And my brother was the first grandchild, first grandson, and I was the first granddaughter Mm -hmm. and the third oldest out of the 10. So... And my brother and I were the only ones that lived in town with her. So of course our relationship is going to be different yeah. than everybody else's. And I mean, she was the she taught me how to sew. And she and she was probably a little bit harder on me than the other grandkids because she'd already done all this with girls. Like the boys were uh, kind of a novelty to her. Yeah. And so it was almost like she looked at me in a way like so she had a, four girls. She had five girls. Five girls. She had five girls. My mom has four sisters. Yeah, hosts. I was treated a little bit differently. It was almost like by the time I came around, it was like a sixth daughter, <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Um, but was she nicer to you, or or not nicer? Not no. Was she? She was stricter. Not a, it wasn't a matter of my brother was just her golden boy. He could do no wrong. If I, even if I would just say something like, well, you know how Adam is, she would just, now don't talk about your brother. I'm, I'm, I, I literally did not say anything bad. Stating a fact about my brother. I'm just like, oh, you know, Adam, Adam will be Adam or something. Cause she would just, she would ask me, how's your brother doing? I'm like, same old, same old. Now, Laura, I, I'm not saying anything. I just saying say anything fact. bad. It's stating like, a fact. I love my brother. Like, but he is just who he is. And, but, and, he did a lot for her too, because my gosh, he everything from changing a light bulb. That poor boy moved furniture his whole life because he's also just a huge yeah, person. He is so. Not, so I think he's like just he's yeah he's like six
1: stocky. six five. Is stocky the right word?
0: Yeah, I mean he's just he's like a billboard. He's just built broad. Yeah. But I mean, she just loved my brother, and because we lived in the same town with her, we had a different relationship than there it wasn't as much of a like oh I'm so I mean she was glad to see us but it wasn't like I, I haven't seen you in months it was uh coming the doors all, we had keys to her house we you know were there whenever we needed to be there so obviously we just had a different relationship but I remember all those grandmother granddaughter things like she taught me how to sew and she was a very accomplished seamstress. and fashionable. Yes. Very, very fashionable. She loved to dress. And that was one thing she and I really connected on was, were clothes and yeah. fashion. And
1: she Like, was, had she known you were on stage at Go Bar, or like, at doing a live show performing, she, she would have been, been like, like, you need.
0: Yeah, she said, <laughs> now, you need a new outfit. <laughs> let me, let me get it for you. That's how she, she was. She probably wouldn't even be like, what is
1: funeral story? She'd be like. Don't care, what are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> or we would have just
0: been like she's in this play <laughs> you know, yeah, don't trying, even kind of that. trying to you know explain things to her in a way that she would understand and but yeah, I mean that was just where we connected and also when my dad went into the hospital, she kept us for the two months or six right. weeks, two. However long it was, it felt like a the year. ten years. But <laughs> that you were with her. However long it was, the ten years your dad
1: was in the hospital. Yes, yeah.
0: But during that time, she she kept us, and she wasn't a woman that processed her feelings very well. Like there weren't a lot of "I love yous." There wasn't. There weren't a lot of hugs. Oh. It was just. And later, she did, you know, say I love you. But And we knew that she loved us. She just showed us in other ways. Her w- love language wasn't words of affirmation. No. And it, it was, a part of it was growing up, the, like, farm girl life. Mm-hmm. And her parents weren't that way. Apparently, her mother was very gruff. And then my grandfather was a narcissist. Yeah. And an alcoholic. And I read this thing one time. <laughs> that sounds familiar. <laughs> I read this thing one time about narcissism being contagious within a family and my grandmother wasn't a narcissist but yeah, it said um, it's the Groucho Marx thing um, I would never join a club that would have me as a member and the narcissist thing is the narcissist parent angle is how can I love a child that would have me as its parent oh, fuck. and while my grandma wasn't a narcissist that was her personality like she didn't really ever understand her own identity and just never really felt... Seemed like she felt completely confident in anything. And almost... Well, that's hard because it's not her fault. No. It's almost like she took on a lot of that narcissistic personality traits without being an actual narcissist. Because I don't I don't want to confuse the two. Because she was no. definitely not. She was a very giving giving to a fault giving everything of herself so would you set like do you feel she was just
1: incredibly insecure so you feel more like sad for her yeah than you do angry
0: oh no yeah i'm not angry at her because well, i'm angry yeah at my narcissist. Because she, well, but I mean, she showed me love. Yeah. All along. And there were times I didn't under, as a child, when you're not hearing the words, I love you. yeah, And when someone's being a little bit, and when I say harder on me, it was just, I had so many younger cousins and they would do things like color in my sketchbook. When, like when Yeah. And do things along those lines. And so, and she would take up for them instead of me. Well,
1: and you probably needed a little more love because you had been through some fucking shit well and
0: that was the whole thing is so that was growing up and then my dad died yeah and two of my little cousins were staying with us because their mom was their mom ended up not my mom's one of her sisters ended up not coming to my dad's funeral what because she was that pregnant like she couldn't travel pregnant because her son her youngest son was born a week after my dad passed away okay so I mean they and she felt bad oh yeah her husband said that she sat there and cried like I can't go they're telling me I can't go I mean but her two of her children were staying with us when my dad was in the hospital at the end because she was on bed rest so pregnant yeah oh wow so she was (sighs) she was on bed rest so she an older mom Mm -mm, but she had difficult two of my aunts had fairly difficult pregnancies end of pregnant like third trimester and delivery like 36 hour type you know labor situation so but they were there with us and my little cousin um we got a phone call that we needed to go to the hospital and my grandma just started crying and she said you've got to go see your dad and I had never seen my grandma cry I may be the only one out of all 15 of us like all five of her children and all ten of the grandkids that's ever seen her cry wow that remembers. I mean, my two little cousins were there, but they were babies. Yeah. And my little cousin that was two at the time, I started crying because my grandma was crying. And he just reached up to me and he goes, Laura, don't cry, please. Don't cry. Like, and please, bitch, I can't handle this. I, don't <laughs> and he's just like a little tender heart anyway. And so... Oh, but my gr- my grandma watched us go through that. She watched her daughter lose her partner. She's, she loved my father. She lost a son-in-law that she yeah. really cared about. And then she's watching her two grandchildren learn how to be in the Suffer. world again. So... Yeah, our relationship with our grandma was a little different, different than yeah. the other grandkids because the others, all of my other aunts are still married. Well, the the one that's doesn't have any children. I mean, yeah. she's married too, but she doesn't have kids. But the ones that had children, you know, they... I don't think they ever really understood why our relationship was so different, and sometimes they thought maybe my grandma did more for us than their kids.
1: oh weird, oh God, so but
0: it's a- so that's just a little bit of the background dynamic, and then it was just different. It was just different. I mean, everybody has their own family issues. I still love my aunts for the most part, and I love my cousins. <laughs> She's just- <laughs> that's just shade uh, shit. Hey, old Willow over here throwing all the shade.
1: She a motherfucking Willow tree. Tay in the wind. Tay in the wind.
0: I won't name any names, but... <laughs> then she'll sign language them to me. <laughs> I have a mixed bag of ants. How about that? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Actually, the one that um, her... That had the child right after my dad passed away is the only one of my aunts that ever, like kind of acknowledged that I had lost my dad to me. You know, like, she... I went and we started going to Atlanta where they all lived with the exception of one where three of my aunts lived in Atlanta. And so we would go up there on Thanksgiving for a few years. And we started the year my dad passed away. So after three or so years of it, I just went, I don't want to do this anymore. Every time I come back, I'm already just in a bad place because he passed away a week before Thanksgiving. So it was just not... Not really where I wanted to be, but the following year I went up with, drove to Atlanta with my aunt. And when we went to bed, we were going to sleep. And she said, She put me on the sofa bed and she said, Laura, my bedroom door is right there. And if you need anything, you just come and get me. Because she was the only one that seemed to like understand I'm not, this might be hard for you today. Mm-hmm. And she was just the only one that ever really talked about him again to me yeah yeah you know that sort of acknowledged like you've had this loss and I'm so fucking sorry I mean she never said those exact words but but she didn't need to she didn't need to because she was acknowledging it in a way and then also
1: it's got to be hard to know what to say to a kid
0: yeah but say but I'm 33 now yeah exactly
1: but like say anything yeah say anything
0: but you know it was my mom's like friends that were the ones that called and checked on me and to yeah. see how I was and it was my their husbands and ex-husbands and my dad's friends that were the ones that talked about my dad yeah again and I think that's why I I mean I connect to them more like my family because they're the ones that helped keep my dad alive to me. Absolutely. And they're the ones that I see every year and every time I see them, they're like, I found these pictures or I have this memory. So, yeah, I do feel closer to them. And, well, they
1: loved your dad and they love you by proxy. It's like, yeah, yeah like you're a part I'm of I'm in yeah. because
0: I was Randy's daughter.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I told you about the time I was at fucking uh Hunter's Cafe in Sherman Bluff yes. and I just so happened to be like Laura Brooker. I was talking to a fr- to mama. Yeah. I was like, yeah, Laura. And she's like, Laura Brooker? And I was like, Yeah. And then the guy's like, Wait, is this Randy Brooker's daughter? <laughs> and I'm like, Yes, who the fuck are you? And why are you talking to me? <laughs>
0: like Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean he was obviously Yeah. People are still talking about him. So Yeah.
0: yeah. But and my my grandmother loved him.
1: But so you're kind of you were
0: missing a uh, a family. Yeah. I had a dad and I'm I mean my You had a dad but I had a good dad and so I didn't need all the other family yeah. so much. And I had my uncle Mike that, that I've talked about before, my dad's yeah. older brother that passed away. And so anyway, god, I don't know how I got off on this path but all of that to say that, that my um, my relationship with my grandmother was different from other people's relationships. And that I went through a brief time, probably in middle school, where I thought that she didn't like me. <laughs> but she did. She loved me. She just didn't always know how to say it. And I think about the things that she did to show me her love. And as an adult, I can see it. Like, I'm, I'm having tea parties and sewing dresses. And I knew if there was anything that I needed made... Mm-hmm. just take it to grandma i need a pair of pants Sam. i need any of this ham. when and then when i went off to college it was when are you coming home what do you want me to have in the refrigerator Aww. and Little when i acts had acts
1: of service yeah
0: yeah she was acts of service mm-hmm. for sure and i mean she lived to serve yeah well yep why well, she married and- a narcissist <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and so that must have been
1: hard for her though when she was losing it yeah not being able to do that anymore and having to receive those
0: things oh up until the end that was one of the last things she held on to like the hospice nurses when she was coherent she would ask them if they needed anything because that was all she knew and it was so hard for her when i was there to take care of her because i would say grandma do you need anything She said, no, do you need anything? She just had the hardest time letting go and letting me take care of her, which I understand. And sometimes it was frustrating, but I get it. And I understand why. I don't know. I think it's beautiful. And in the beginning, when I first started going to see her, I had it in my mind that I'm going to be the fun one. Like we're going to have fun together. We're going to have and we did for a while like we're going to sit here and we're going to watch a TV show together and eat something bon sweet bon. yeah <laughs> eat something sweet and laugh and the way it was when i came and i would visit her yeah. like when i was in college or whatever but it oh. it w- didn't take long for that to not be that way oh. and to realize that my grandmother wasn't my grandmother anymore and i'm very good at compartmentalizing. That is Mm -hmm. my safety. Mm -hmm. That's how I take care of myself. And when I realized that she was going and I started having feelings about it, I just put it in a box and I stuck it to the side knowing that I would have to face it one day, but that I couldn't take care of her and realize that I was losing her at the same time. Yeah, and there were times where I got frustrated. There were times where my mom got frustrated and she would say and do things where we would just roll our eyes at each other because we were the only two there. We were in the trenches of all of this and sometimes my aunts with i mean who had all the intentions and they loved their mother and she loved them i mean i don't want to some people can't do it I, and oh exactly and that's what i said like i never got mad like, some people really got up and are you mean they don't come and help and i'm like it's not it's not that it's it's some people can't do it and my mom and i are I, strong enough to do it my mom has been through enough. a real shit i mean she's i'm i'm I not felt that way though And I'm not trying to, like... About your situation. Yeah. I mean, I've even been like, the fuck is wrong.
1: I'm making notes.
0: And I'm not trying to knock any of my aunts by saying this, but my mom is just stronger than them. But she had to be. Yeah, None of them know what... Didn't really have a choice. No. Yeah. And my mom, it will be the first to admit that she wasn't that strong until she lost my dad. Yeah. And she... None of them know what it's like to for the love of your life to die and to have to get up and ma- and raise two kids after that. So I I have <laughs> I've said before I don't think I could do it. And I mean, I don't think she, she thought she could do it, but she did and Cause you don't have a fucking choice. So yeah, I mean What's your what's your option? Right. Watch See, lose your like, fucking kids. Like, yeah. Watch your kids starve. That's she did it because she had to. And, well, because and she also was,
1: probably honoring his memory. Like. Yeah. What would he want her to do? Right. Yeah. Oh, God. And so girl. anyway, what, that's a whole lot of pain in the ass. <laughs>
0: that's
1: no fun. So,
0: I mean, but yeah, I never got mad or f- mad at my aunts for not being there more because they all had their own lives and out of sight, out of mind. And I understand. Yeah, that's fair. And I true. was there and. My mom needed help. And because she doesn't have a husband, I was her help. And then it, you know, it turned into a job. And then once something that was supposed to be temporary just became all right until this is over. Yeah. And I never minded doing it. And yes, I went through the phases where I got frustrated. But then towards the end, it just got, it was too pitiful. Two
1: years, right?
0: Two years. It got to a point where it was, (laughs) it was a situation where i couldn't be frustrated it was just and my mom said it she goes she's like you have just kind of gone into into this caretaking world like you're just in Uh it and because she had seen the change in me from those like rolling my eyes or being a little bit frustrated from time to time and anyone who has ever taken care of someone with alzheimer's will admit that they've gotten frustrated dude (laughs) let's not
1: even say alzheimer's but any woman or any person that's taking care of of an infant yeah when there is reward yeah you get to those moments where you're just like you little shit yeah or or just exhaustion yeah not even like like an infant which is basically where you are at the end of alzheimer's but again no growth it's Mm -hmm. the other way it's benjamin fucking button style yeah so you're just kind of like It's so frustrating. It's frustrating when your newborn shits out of their diaper and it gets all over them and they eat it. But I'm not going to
0: maintain that I was perfect all the time, and I did everything right. I had to make tough decisions every day. And sometimes it was the lesser of two evils. Mm -hmm. Towards the end, it was, okay, do I want her choking or putting her in a position that makes her bed sore worse? I mean, it's just, it's always the lesser of two evils. And then so I guess I'll fast forward a little bit so towards the end she was bedridden and I we decided we just had this feeling like we need to we need to do something for Easter even if she can't participate she always was really involved with every holiday and every child she knew after, you know, her grandchildren grew up, so the children that lived behind her or anybody she knew that had a child, she made Christmas packages for them. She oh, made Easter cute. Easter baskets for them. She just... She was a giver. Yes. Yeah. And she loved children. I mean, just... And that's on my... I don't have any children myself, but she had this slideshow with all the pictures of her grandkids. I put pictures of me and all my godkids because she just loved... Oh, that's right. ...to see yeah. pictures of children. And one well, of that our was caretakers, your problem is you grew up, yeah. You should have just always stayed. Again. I should have just stayed a kid, <laughs> and um, and one of our caretakers had children, and so she would bring her older children, like thirteen yeah. ish, um, still kids, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or but yeah. they would just light up whenever they saw she saw them because she just loved them, and anyway, so I guess I'll fast forward to like the actual shit, <sighs> the actual part. So we had our lunch party, and that was on a Monday. And I went home high on time. High. and low lows. High, I mean, I was still like, I haven't even gotten to process fully how exciting and amazing that was because. And it really was. It really was amazing. We haven't and we'll, even talked we'll, yeah, about Yeah, we'll that. talk we'll more talk about, about that later, later yeah, on yeah. another this is episode. Not the time. <laughs> yeah. So I was still yeah. trying to process all of that. And went home spent one night with my husband drove to my grandma's the next morning and i pulled up to the driveway and was getting out of my car and i saw an email from my mom and i pulled it up and it was when she forwarded me from one of her sisters mm. who we have this family condo and At one point, we had rules because we rented out. And so at one point, there were rules where each person can only get 14 days. But nobody's really stuck to that in Mm -hmm. years. And uh, my mom has been the primary caretaker for five years with my grandma. And so she can't go away on Mm -hmm. vacation. She can't go any further than where she can return back in an afternoon. it's important to
1: state... if not, we can edit, edit it out. But it's important to state that your mom wasn't your her mom's caregiver because she didn't have anything else going on. No. Or because she needed the money. Or Your mom was the no, caregiver. No, my mom, like because, mom didn't get paid. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's not that. I think it's important to state that. Oh, yeah. Because your mom did it because she was closest in proximity. Yeah. And she, because could, do she could do it. She could do it because she had been through some shit. Yeah. And because it's not like your mom was getting. No, she wasn't getting compensation. Extra inheritance or some bullshit. No. So a couple extra days at the family condo... Yeah. ...is not even paid vacation.
0: (laughs) No. Like, no, she was getting nothing to do this. It was just what she was... She knew she had to do. And also, because my... I don't know how to explain it, but... My grandmother was her backup after my dad passed away. Like, that was our backup. That was our respite. When we needed time away Aww. but so it's okay, girl <laughs> go so of course she was gonna take care of her And of course we were gonna take care of her because she did the same thing to us and but anyway I, when we got the email and my aunt was saying Susan how can you do this do you think this is okay that was the language that really bugged me do you think it was this is okay because of how many days my mom had used the condo in the previous year Mm-mm. and she was st- stating how she had stuck to her 14 days and how to how basically how dare my mom use it so much however <laughs> however Two or three of the... I can't remember. We sat down and looked at it, but I can't remember the exact dates. Two or three of those... I think we had actually taken my grandma down for two long weekends. Um, One, where I took her myself, but they were all under my mom. My mom made the reservation, so yeah. they were in her name. Yeah. So she... And the other aunts did it, but it was always under the that person's name. Yeah, whoever booked it, put it under their own name. And But they had like their children go yeah, yeah. under so, their own name. So if one of their kids went, it would be under their like if I went, if Gary and I went, we I mean we didn't go at all last year, the yeah. two of us. But if we did go, we would have put it under my mom's name. Yeah. So um but there were two long weekends where we took my grandma, the second of which we had to leave early because we just my mom was kind of dreading it because it was getting to a point where things were just getting kind of crazy. With her, but I said, I feel like we need to try at least one last time. She loved the beach so much every yeah. year, she would rent until we got to, a little too old for it and our schedules were just too crazy. But every year, she would rent a beachfront two story house in Vernandina for two weeks so that all of her grandkids and all of her daughters and all the son in laws could come and be together. And yeah. so, I mean, she just freaking loved the beach. Mm-hmm. And so, I said, I think we need to try and take her just one more time. And if it doesn't turn out, we'll bring her back. You know, no harm, no foul. Well, (laughs) that's what they thought Uh, it turned out. And she was just acting so strange. And we just said, you know, what's going on? We can tell tell there's something wrong. And she thought we had kidnapped her Mm. and taken her to the beach. And no one knew where she was. And she didn't understand where she was and that's we said well how who do you want to talk to people know that you're here who do you want to talk to so that you know where you are and she said i want to call adam that's my brother okay cuz normally when she wanted to talk to somebody it was adam and sometimes her oldest daughter so she called we <laughs> we called adam and said We've got your grandma here. She thinks that we have kidnapped her. <laughs> so could you please just let her know that she's not kidnapped? And so God. got on the phone with my brother and He, these, he and he was like, You've been kidnapped. Run. <laughs> Jump off <up> the <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> God That'd be what some if did? shit. That is He said, um <laughs> And my brother is very his grandma was his his everything. Oh my yeah. I Did mean, he lose it, it at the funeral. Yeah.
1: Aww. So
0: um I mean, he's a big teddy bear especially when it comes to his grandma. So you know, he's on the phone with her and talks her down and she realizes she maybe hasn't been kidnapped. <laughs> and so <laughs> maybe you're not kidnapped. I said, "Mom, do you think maybe you should call Adam back and make sure he's okay?" And she said, "Yeah, I probably should." And while the phone's ringing, I said, oh, no. <laughs> I said, ask him if he's got the ransom money.
1: Oh, shut the fuck up.
0: Are you serious? <laughs> of course you did. And she just started laughing. So when she answered the phone, so when Adam answered the phone, he was like, no. "Hello." And she goes, "Do so you have the ransom money?" Because <laughs> I mean, you have to laugh. You have to laugh, or you have you'll have go to laugh. fucking crazy. Yes. And so
1: that's it was- one of the biggest things about ambiguous grief is. Uh, and Rachel will talk about this tomorrow. Laughing at absurdity—that's one of the yeah. biggest coping mechanisms.
0: And yeah. so, I mean, in Do that you know, moment, so what, did, found, what did he say? That he just started laughing too. And so, I think it, it made us all feel a little bit better. But anyway, anyway uh. I say that to say the two of my two of the long weekends that my mom had booked were to take were not vacation. We're vacation, no. and then my mother has not had a full week's vacation in five years so she tried three different times one time my grandma fell another time she fell and broke her hand Mm. and the third time there was a hurricane oh yeah yeah all three times so technically that's 21 days even more no that would have been like let me see yeah
1: yeah so so. we're starting a gofundme to send susan (laughs) to fiji
0: (laughs) so that's 21 days that she tried that's awful to have a long weekend long and so technically my aunt that's being petty and accusing her of using the condo too much um was actually at the beach longer than my mom was last year so I actually have bit gotten to use more days. She's
1: a see you next Tuesday.
0: So, and it's so crazy because my, this is an aunt who like, no, it's also fucking crazy. Cause how fucking dare you? And I, I mean, this is, she has made it very clear to me my entire life that she does not care for me. I don't know what it is about me that she does not like. And it's fine. I'll harbor no ill will towards her on that front. Like some people you just aren't going to like, but her husband is one of the nicest people alive. I love her children. I would do anything for them. And and do they treat you that way? Or no. Do they treat you, they don't treat you the same way? No, not at no. all. They're like so cool and so sweet. And so, I mean, and I get this email and it takes a lot to make me angry. I don't get angry very often. I can maybe. You've all
1: seen how I treat her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or heard. I mean. In my adult life, I could probably count on one hand all the times where I've been rageful. And this was one of them. Like go to a dark place. Talking to my mother that way when my mom has given up so much Mm -hmm. the last few years to take care of my grandma. And it just upset me so much. I was... Pacing around the yard before I went in, and how dare you! I get inside, and the caretaker says, Your grandma has had some funny breathing issues, and um, and so we've put on these like some medicines that help dry the throat and trying to do, and she's always had terrible allergies, and I always said. I don't how she'll understand how she'll survive spring.
1: Yeah, you did say that. You said that on the on on a recording.
0: <laughs> do we do we air that? I don't know,
1: but I very clearly remember you saying that. Yeah, because her. Oh man,
0: because her allergies have always been so bad, and this was a really bad. Oh, it's been awful. pollen year. It's been awful, and.
1: It's been it's been the highest it's been in like 10 years.
0: Yeah, I mean it's been crazy. Yeah. And so when they said that she had a lot of congestion, I wasn't surprised. And my mom came by that evening and I just said, you know, just she, grandma just doesn't she's Oh, then the night before when I had gotten there, the night before when her caretaker had been there said that she had been coughing all night and just like almost choke coughing on stuff and that mm-hmm. she had used these little sponges and anyway, so by the time I got there, there was the, a shift. Yeah. The cough was slowing and she seemed better. And then the cough was getting no, better. It's just everything's lining up. Yeah. I remember
1: when you were like, I think this is it. And then you were like, well, just seems like
0: it was a. Yeah. And oh. so that. But yeah. So that night, my mom came by and. I took my grandma's temperature and it was what 100 night is this? And, What night? This was the same night. So oh, Wednesday was, night? Yeah, it was the Wednesday night that the 28th. I, yeah, so I got this email and I immediately had to go from... I couldn't even process my anger about what was going on because I had to go right into caretaker yeah. mode. Like, there's a change. Mm-hmm. This is different. She's not doing well today. So while this aunt of mine is being petty over how many days my mom got at the condo, my mom gets off work and this is what we're dealing with and then but that speaks to how out of touch that yeah exactly and so then the we called in a hospice nurse because when they're running a fever when you're not sure you call the hospice nurse she came and she said i think this is the beginning of shutdown i've been here before she had come before when my grandma had an allergy attack and she said this is different I think this is the beginning of and they know. shutdown. They know, and they've seen it. I mean, this was a nurse that had been in, I think, like thirty years, almost twenty something, know.
1: close to thirty. I think hospice it, nurses always know. They there's this hospice is end of life care.
0: Yeah, they know, and you know, but my mom and I just. But at this point, you're like. It could be any day,
1: or it could never happen.
0: And she said, I don't think it's going to be overnight, I think, but you're looking at maybe two weeks. And so my mom, and what was killing me is every time my grandma, like, she was mostly asleep, but when she would start coughing, she would like look so scared like there would just be this look of fear in her eyes and she hadn't shown any fear towards death in a long time but i'm sure it's like scary to feel like you're choking oh my God, yeah. and so the the hospice nurse gave her an ativan which helps calm them mm-hmm. and the cough got better because it she was she wasn't all tense anymore it was she was more relaxed and so my, probably shallow breathing too at this yeah. point yeah and so my mom um my mom and I are just like ho- holding each other on the couch, like realizing that this might be the end. And there's this sense of like, okay, there's a light at the end of this tunnel. But as soon as this light goes out, or as soon as we get to that light, we're going to have to process all of these things that we've been holding back for so long. And it was kind of the beginning of that. And so... I told mom, I said, I'm going to stay on the, sleep on the couch with her tonight. I'm going to stay in here with her because I couldn't stand if she went in the middle of the night looking scared the Mm -hmm. way she did. I was like, I can't deal with that. So if she wakes up, I want to be with her. And it had been a long time since I had slept in the living room with her. And so my mom said, well, I'm going to go home. And my mom lives, you know, 25 minutes away from my grandma's house. And so she went and got her clothes and came back in because she was in her mind like if it does happen tonight I can't let my daughter be even though I had I had prepared myself for that because as much as you think you can moms are protectors oh of course and I had said you know I I at one point I realized she might not wake I might go in there to check on her one morning she might have gone in her sleep so I had to prepare myself for that a long time ago Mm -hmm. but my mom was like I told her, you don't have to stay, but I want you to be here yeah. <laughs> at the same time. And so she went and got her um, her clothes and came back in and stayed there. And about 6 a.m. the next morning, my grandma was talking. And she hadn't talked at all the day before. Just, I mean, blue streak of fire talking. Not I mean, not where you could really understand much, well, but talking. Like kind of what? Just like you'd hear a name here and there. You'd hear a random word, but it wasn't anything it would just be like Casey love a computer just a word here and there that was coherent and but it was just more than I heard in a while and then Mm. I said hey good morning and I grabbed her hand and she just smiled and so the hospice nurse came in on her rotation and she said she took her vital and she said all of her sounds sound good I don't hear any congestion in her lungs I don't so maybe I was wrong. It might be a change. So you might be heading towards the end. But I don't think this is that change that I thought it was last night. I'm I'm sorry if I scared y'all. My mom and I were like, no, please. Like we want. Yeah. If you ever have those suspicions, please tell us. We yeah. want to be in the know. So. I mean, we knew that it was probably a change, but maybe it, the end wasn't as near, near as we, we thought. thought. Yeah. So I continued my normal shift, went home for the weekend. And over the weekend a couple of my other aunts, not one, not the one that sent the email, but a couple of the others mm-hmm. came not. came to um to see her and they were planning just staying one night and going back. Yeah. And I guess things got started getting bad that day. And she had been on oxygen. They had, they put her on oxygen the week before, the week when she was having the breathing problems. And um <laughs> and my mom called me and she said I think it's what the nurse was the hospice nurse was thinking I, I think so that day this that is you, the beginning of shutdown the day that you had was the last one like that actually easter was the last day okay so this easter was, was
1: the first weekend of, of Okay so April. there was
0: All right so 31st so there was Wednesday 28th the 28th I was just talking about so when the, this all April, began April Fool's Day was Easter this year right? yeah yeah so April 1st was a Sunday mm-hmm. slash Easter and my mom and Gary and Adam and I all came to her house and we cooked and even though she couldn't really participate we just thought you know maybe having some people in the house just some new life and energy and it was a beautiful day so we opened up the doors and we sat on the porch and we tried to interact with her but she was just in kind of a funny mood and i'm not sure if she it was thought you had kidnapped her i mean who knows i mean who knows what was going on in her brain who knows what we what we were absorbing? Yeah. she was absorbing um, sometimes she would get paranoid when people laughed. Sometimes when people laughed in the room with her, she would laugh too. Like she wanted to be in on, in on the joke. Sometimes you'd laugh in the room with her and she would start to act paranoid like you were laughing at her. Yeah. So who knows what she was. But we wanted to have some sort of thing in her house for Easter. Well, she's like with
1: Alzheimer's, you're like a I think that's a great idea. And that's what you should do. Yeah. But it was for someone with Alzheimer's, it's it's Alzheimer's. It's like you are a kid with no family on an island alone Mm -hmm. you know no one Mm -hmm. everyone there is a stranger yeah and they're probably out to get you yeah so it's a yeah it sucks man yeah
0: and you never know when she's maybe having enough clarity where she might recognize adam or she might say oh i'm so glad that there are people in my house and all the books tell you i mean when you read them that you should start letting them withdraw and so I saw it a couple of times when my aunts came to visit and they were sort of trying to do a lot with her. And I understand, but knowing... You can't make up for lost time. No. Because it makes you feel better. And just knowing her at that point, mm-hmm. I could tell she was exhausted and yeah. she was so worn out. And so because she was having so much stimulation on the weekend, a lot of times I would just kind of leave her alone. I mean, I would come in and I'd smile at her and I'd grab her hand and I would say, let her you name know, you good morning. But I knew she needed to retreat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She needed to let go. And I was trying to give her that. And so <sighs> but on Easter I was going to feed her and <laughs> she had not been aggressive in a really long time. Yeah. Or I say a really long time. It probably been two months since the last time she had been aggressive with me. Mm -hmm. And so it just kind of came out of nowhere, but she slapped me in the face on Easter and said, you get the hell out. And I think she had a urinary tract infection because that's a sign of a urinary tract infection. And she was having a couple of other signs. And I think i don't think that it would have stopped her to put on i just think that's maybe i have a suspicion that that was going on and it helps like speed up the process a little bit but so that happened and then i called my mom to come in there i was like she's having a moment i think we need to give her some ativan but maybe you should try because she's not responding well to me so we got her an ativan and she went to sleep I wasn't able to give her the antibiotic. I was going to start her on the antibiotic that night, but I couldn't because she went to sleep. Mm. The next morning, I got up with her and she, um, or I saw that she had gotten up and I was like, good morning. And she kind of smiled at me. And I went in and fixed her breakfast and went in back in, (coughs) went back in to feed her and she was already asleep again, which happened a lot. Yeah. I wasn't, it was just when you see their eyes open, you're like, all right, get the food. Get the food. See yeah. if we can get something in her today. And she was already back asleep. And then the new care the the next shift caretaker came in. And so I went home. And um, this was Monday or no? This, this would have been Monday. Monday, yeah, yeah. And I it was a, a little bit different schedule. Normally I don't work on the, I didn't work on the weekends. We had a caretaker on the weekends, but I had taken a weekend shift. So that I could be off a couple of weekdays yeah. to, because my other God kids
1: yeah. were coming
0: to, um, God, that's right. To come and stay with me for a couple of days. And I mean, we had had that on the books for six months. The which, other God kids. <laughs> my older ones. The, the original my first ones. The OGs. Yeah. My, fir- my <laughs> first two godchildren, um, I guess OG is not the right. <laughs> no, sorry, guys. But yeah, my first two God kids were coming to stay with me. And so, and their mom would have, she totally understood, and their grandmother was. Well, that's
1: what I remember when it all happened. I was like, "Wait, do you have Keegan and Oliver?"
0: Yeah. And you were like, nope. "No, no." <laughs> I mean, and they knew what was up, and mm-hmm. it just was really they're weird old. timing. They're, they're much older than yeah. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and their grandmother, their Gigi, lives in town, so she said, "If anything goes on, I'll." they were mainly coming to stay with me because they wanted to come stay with me and I had been promising them it wasn't that it wasn't their only option Layla would never forgive you (laughs) yes so my shift was just a little bit different and while I was keeping them my mom said called me and she said I think you know your grandma's taking a turn and maybe this is the beginning of shutdown but I just had to lay eyes on her and know for myself like said I won't been there. I have been there and I would know if the change was different. And so I called um the God kids grandmother and I just said I need to drop them off a little bit early. The things aren't good with my grandma and she's like of course. And so I dropped them off and went on to my grandma's and it was it felt really weird because my aunts were there. Yeah. And they were kind of taking over. Of course. And it felt i mean i'm really glad they were there for her but it was just you think that i mean helps
1: her pat like transition?
0: maybe yeah. um i'm really glad that they were there for her but it just felt so strange because it was not at all how i imagined it i always cuz it had just been me and her and mom yeah. for so long it felt like Weird that there were people. I'm uh, not that they were there, but that they were taking over. Oh yeah, and it well, wasn't a. It's not a jealousy thing. It's like It was not like I. It just it made me feel really anxious. And also, not one how of my you had imagined it. One of my aunts is kind of an energy vampire, <sighs> and I'm an energy sponge. Mm-hmm. So when her when her energy is a certain way, it just makes me. I feel it. Yeah, I feel it very deeply, and she um so it was it was just kind of strange and we went in there and so when you say you're an energy
1: sponge what she means is that she feels everyone's emotions so by energy vampire it means that the aunt is taking <laughs> yeah the energy from her and so she's already her energy is already gone because she's absorbing everyone else's yeah so it's like Tenfold. Yeah. Miserable.
0: <laughs> it's it's very intense for Exhausting. me. Exhausting. Yeah. I get emotionally, emotionally exhausted yeah. by people because yes. I can just feel what they're feeling. Yeah. And. It's a gift and a curse. It's a gift and a curse. And so um, we, we're we just all sort of gathered around her. And I, I knew it was different this when I walked in. Yeah. This was the following Wednesday. The day that. Yeah. yeah. So I just knew that things were different. I had to lay my eyes on her and just know for myself. What? Like two, three o'clock? this was at like 12 o'clock okay and so i went and got some lunch and came back to the house because at this point i'm like i don't know if it's a day i don't know if it's two weeks from now i don't i I mean i don't know how long her body can your body can let i mean a little over a week i think it's like 10 days to two weeks without food it's
1: three minutes without oxygen yeah three days without water three weeks without food yeah yeah, yeah. So 3 minutes without oxygen like the fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and she was you, on oxygen, so she was good yeah. there.
0: So, 3 days out, what are 3 weeks without food.
1: 3 weeks without
0: food. Yeah. It's crazy. So we were gathered around her and she her temperature was kind of going up and down and a couple of people came and visited. In fact, um her my grandma's sister, Hilda, who she was very very close to. They were the two in Waycross and they would talk about each other and they'd get mad at each other, but they were one another support Hilda's Mm. Hilda's husband died years ago and like before my grandparents got divorced and then my grandparents got divorced 30 years ago so they were each other's support system sure and lived right around the corner for so many years um she had passed away a year before Hilda yeah oh wow so they were and anyway so all of a sudden there was a change in my aunt um noticed that she was getting cold and said we need to call your mom and tell her to come on because my mom said (laughs) my mom went to work not because she didn't really know like what you can't just take two weeks off work Mm -mm. willy-nilly most people can't Mm -mm. and so she had gone on into work and she just said I'm not going to stay late today I'll come right at five And so at 4, about 4.30, we called her. And I said, you need to come on now. There's a change. And so my two aunts and my mom and I um, were, or my mom got there. And before my mom got there, I, I knew she needed to go. And I just said, I need a minute. And... And I just told her, we're all okay. You can let us go. You can let go.
1: Death is safe.
0: (laughs) And I'm just like, because that was always her biggest worry is, is everyone okay? And so that's what I told her. I just said, we're all okay. You did everything you could for us. You can go. And everybody kind of said their own things to her. And my mom came in, and she just went right to her, and she was like, you don't have to wait for anybody else. We're all here. We're all here. And we just stood around her. And what's weird is the night before, I had a dream that I was sitting, like I was sitting, but it was in the same spot that I was standing and holding her hand the night before. And so it was just every breath you're like, was that the last one? Yeah. Was that the last one? And then there was one last big breath. And then the death rattle. <sighs> and it was five fourteen. And so if my mom had waited till five, she wouldn't have made it. And she said she would have been fine with it, but I'm glad that she was there. And what was so and so then it was just instant. We went through the whole, you know, called hospice. They came to get the body. Time of death. Yeah, time of death. All of that. And I called hospice and let them know. And to get the body. Huh? Yeah. It's it's just hearing you say it is. And. <laughs> just so, prof- like,
1: this is matter of
0: fact. And she had, because she hadn't had a. A chance to get a bath her nightgown and my mom had found these like really nice nightgowns that and all the nurses always said these are just the prettiest nightgowns (laughs) because she loved to dress and so we put her a clean put on a clean nightgown into her feet she always had on socks and she loved little whimsical like (laughs) socks that were like printed yeah and so <laughs> I went and I found a pair of like Easter Eastery, Easter-y <laughs> springy socks to put on. Put on her and oh, God. you know, at this point she was down to probably seventy five pounds. And oh. they took her off. And we started you know, we realized it's a year to the day that her sister passed. <laughs> and we started saying Oh, this is John's... John, yeah. John, who, John, our who does music. our theme music. His... Um, his grandma. His grandmother is Hilda.
1: Ugh. And so... Wait, are him and Preston
0: brothers? First cousins. First, okay. Same grandma. They have the same grandmother. Okay, okay. And so... I, um, Shit, man. <laughs> so, but we started joking around saying you know hilda's they you probably get a one-year anniversary party in heaven and so she's saying annette i need you to come and do the flower arrangements <laughs> and you're supposed to be my guest and so she just waited till the last minute and <laughs> so she could get there to do the flower arrangements well, and if they talk shit
1: about each other hilda was probably like this is my party bitch <laughs> <laughs> this is my anniversary this is not your welcome party <laughs>
0: Sit down and shut up. <laughs> you can get your welcome party after I have my one year anniversary. Tomorrow. And also, my grandma Tomorrow. was the younger sister. Oh God, the she had to steal the light. <laughs> she had to steal the thunder. So we were joking around about that, and um, <laughs> 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 that's good. And so, but you know, we all went into immediate funeral planning mode So when you said <sighs> called
1: hospice. <sighs> and like it came and got the body
0: well they they call we call hospice because that's when you're they're under hospice that's who you're supposed to call but when you say like get the, the funeral body hum, funeral home did you came. feel
1: when she died when the breath stopped that it was no longer your grandmother because because the bot that the, just the terminology I'm just curious yeah because you're a professional like you came and got the body like I would have said I probably would say came and got the body because
0: that's yeah, that's all it is at that point. The entity that was life now, is no longer my mom there. Or my daughter. I don't. I can't tell you they how. Came how react. Mom, yeah. They came and got my mom. They got my daughter. Like, yeah.
1: But that's just. And the body, it just changes. Yeah. So it's not you being disconnected. It's just like that's all that's left. It's just the body. Yeah podcast
0: sucks (laughs) we're done here (laughs) and i mean i don't know if that's just me being who i am compartmentalizing compartmentalizing or what and the last few funerals i had been to before this one someone from the family spoke in fact hilda's funeral the year before her daughter spoke Mm -hmm. but i mean like (laughs) Anne's. Anne's mom's funeral. Her and her brother spoke. Anne spoke at her. Anne and her brother spoke at their mom's funeral. After and- how many Xanax? <sighs> None. because She was pregnant. Oh, my God. She was like eight months pregnant and some outside strength yeah she has been she has amazed me through the last little over a year now kind of like Jenny
1: facing Mike on on honestly like some outside she said I feel like Nana's spirit embodied me she was just like I don't fucking and Jenny's atheist as fuck yeah so for her to say that it's like whoa there's no explanation for this (laughs) yeah
0: and then like I was saying my grandma's sister her daughter spoke at her funeral year before the year before, and so I have been kind of the last few months thinking, I mean, as far as on paper, a person that makes a lot of sense to speak would be me mm-hmm. if none of her daughters wanted to do it, and I'm the grandchild. I mean, I've been the one that's with her. I don't fear speaking in public, and that is the number one fear that people have yeah. is speaking is in public. Yes. Public speaking is the number one fear thing that people write down as their biggest fear Hmm. so yes I mean most people just can't do it so to me since I don't have a fear I've spent the time with grandma I'm a writer I thought Mm -hmm. I'm on paper make a lot of sense so maybe I should just go ahead and start thinking of some things to say in case and I jotted down a thing here and there but I couldn't I think it's part of the compartmentalizing. Mm -hmm. I couldn't... I couldn't start thinking of the good stuff yet. I was still in caretaker mode. And so I couldn't think of her as my grandmother yet. Or the loss of my grandmother yet. And so there were a couple of things I notated, you know, wrote down over time, over the last couple of months. And then when we were all talking about funeral stuff, my aunts were sitting in the room together and they were saying, God, there's no way I can do what Nancy did last year. I can't speak in front of, I can't, I can't be the one that goes up there and speaks. And they kind of all went around and said that none of them could do it. The ones that were there, it was my mom and two of her sisters. And so when we got home that night, I told my mom, I said, I know that y'all have voiced that you can't speak or and that's perfectly normal, but I feel like I could do it if y'all want someone to speak. I don't have to do it, yeah. but if y'all want uh, someone from the family to speak, I volunteer. yeah. And in that moment, that's how I felt about it. And then my mom... Like taking one for the team, yeah, yeah. kind of, just because my grandma was a member of Trinity Methodist Church in Waycross, but she hadn't been in a while, obviously because she's been <laughs> sick, and you know, a new preacher that didn't know her was there, and oh, was so, you know, yeah, sad. no, that's yeah, so that's um, tough. um, I just told my mom that if they wanted somebody to speak, I could do it i felt like i could and so my mom went to my aunts the next day and said if we need someone to talk laura has said that she'll do it and one of my aunts seemed to have a problem of with course that. you Just don't seemed, say and i don't know if it was a problem like it made her feel like if i could do it she could do it like it was an inspiration i don't know if it was an inspiration or a jealousy or a was it the aunt that's in the email Mm a different one but for some reason, she just seemed to have a problem with it, which I think upset my mom a little bit because that's her daughter. Sure. Yeah. And my mom was also sort of under the mindset. Step back. Of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were all kind of if anyone feels like they want to speak any of her five daughters, if all 15 of us wanted to get yeah. up there and say something. Sure then we should be able to. yeah. And we'll just have a three-hour funeral and people will have to deal. You know, whatever. My funeral is going to be at (laughs) least three days. So that was just kind of what our mentality was. And my mine was that if we want someone to speak, then I'll do it. And then my mom, after that, my mom was a little bit like, are you saying that my daughter can't if she wants to? Because no. And then... God, you see Susan being all like... (laughs) I imagine and
1: I know this isn't her at all but I just imagine her puffing up her Bowling chest, up her chest. Leg, like come at me bitch come you won't <laughs> why are you flexing on me bro like I could just jersey shore as fuck like <laughs> this is this is where i go to <laughs> that but not just cry only
0: in her mind <laughs> and really she's like so <laughs> you don't think that Laura should speak or but she just kind of and walks off <laughs> That's more her so yeah um but then they went and actually talked to the preacher and the preacher said well since i didn't know miss bailey personally we i would suggest that you do a personal moment where someone from the family either gets up and speaks or a couple of people from the family get up and speak or you write something Mm -hmm. and we'll present it to (laughs) <laughs> and 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 I can read it. He said even if you think you can get up there and you get up there and you can't, just hand me the paper and I'll finish reading yeah. it for you. And so I didn't know that any of this had gone on. <laughs>
1: this is really a thinking. conversation
0: they had. i had i had told my mom that i would do it i didn't know that any of them like discussing it had gone on yet so when i got to my grandma's house and everything seemed fine and they were asking my mom what the preacher said and she was very much reiterating that we needed some sort of personal moment so my aunt all of a sudden just says laura it's not that i don't want you to speak and i went the what? Fuck? What? <laughs> I, I just where did that come from? And so then I realized that's a, I've, I've, the way your your words are saying no, but your <laughs> but your eyes are saying yes. And so her idea, which it was a, a fine idea, she has an she has a friend who's a really good writer. It was a fine idea. It was a fine idea. She has an aunt who's a really. A, she has a friend who is a really good writer, and so her idea was that she would speak on behalf of the sisters, but she would have her friend write the eulogy, eulogy, or the the personal moment, and then <laughs> and then I could speak on behalf of the, grand- the grandchildren, okay, and. In that moment, which it's fine that she wanted to have someone else write it, but I thought the least. you Yeah, can I'm do. definitely going to write something because we need a personal moment yes. in the personal moment. Yes, because I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know the woman. I don't know how it's going to sound. Yeah, and I. I mean, what if it was like Fifty Shades of Grey? I mean, <laughs> and I mean, it's not that I don't trust. It was just a very much this feeling of like i will do it if they want me to, to who i'm going to do this because i need something that's been written personally at my grandmother's funeral oh, one
1: thousand so, percent yeah you need <laughs> a personal <laughs> so operative operative yeah. word in that word cannot reiterate per these term
0: personal her <laughs> son and then Person. as it was so personal. weird because i sat down to start writing and before i had been blocked about things that uh, like positive memories of so my you grandma. hired a ghostwriter. so to- i hired this ghostwriter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> because
0: you know personal because <laughs> <it's> personal
1: <laughs> oh man oh god that would have been some shit so little plot
0: twist <laughs> i don't i write my own stuff casey I don't hire a ghostwriter, which Carol has. I like it Carol Rogers. Rad- That's it, Radzwell. Radswell Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I knew exactly Rosa of, of New York.
1: What's yeah, up? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. So this will be our spinoff <laughs> podcast cuz there's not enough
0: of those. Anyway, so <sighs> we needed a detour. <laughs> so when I decided that I was definitely going to do this, I started having these memories and I didn't want to speak on behalf of my cousins i didn't want them to think that i was speaking for them because all of our experiences were different and then i got i started thinking about the last two years and my cousins not being able to be there and i started feeling this sense of like protection over them because i am one of the older ones i mean these are the the youngest these are the original children's that i played toilet with (laughs) (laughs) Aww, <laughs> you know, did you this do that is... with Layla? You didn't. I didn't. Well, she she didn't stop whining. She You're didn't right? get a she didn't get a reward if she doesn't do it. <laughs> well, to be fair, she had blisters on her fucking foot. <laughs> yeah, she did. Hey,
1: but listen. Um, how old's the our uh, question? Yeah, <laughs> not listen. Listen, listen. Question
0: how old How old is the youngest grandchild? Twenty one. Oh oh wow. So yeah. Or. Yeah, I mean, old enough. He's the youngest but, grandchild yeah. passed is the one that um was born a week after my dad passed away, and my dad died twenty one years ago. So yeah, wow. So okay. um, so I mean, I took care of these a lot of them. and Changed their diapers. Uh, some of them walked for the first time, you know. And so yeah. I just started feeling this sense of protection over them and wanting them to know what their grandmother had said about them. When they weren't there. And so I started thinking about it from that angle. And because I didn't want to speak for them.
1: Yeah.
0: And so that was kind of the, maybe we'll put it up on the blog or something. Do you have?
1: Do I have it? I've been wanting to, I was wondering if someone recorded it. I mean, I've mean, i
0: been wanting to know what you said the whole time, like since. Where do I have it? I have it on my computer. Oh yeah, I do have it. Do you want me to read it? Yes. Okay. We can always edit it out.
1: No, I wanna know.
0: Okay. So I wanna I wanna hear <laughs> what you gotta say. <laughs> Alright, so I that was sort of the direction I wanted to take from everything because I didn't want to speak. So I guess I just found it and I will read it. Everyone that met our grandmother knew her as a kind, giving, and creative person. But those of us who had the privilege of knowing and loving her deeply were able to experience the qualities that were at the essence of who she truly was. She loved all children, and any new child that crossed her path could be guaranteed a box of goodies for every holiday. She was a patient driving instructor, always allowing her grandchildren to drive her around without the threat of passenger seat overreaction. As children barely old enough to see over the steering wheel, we thought it was so cool when she let us drive her red minivan on back roads. (laughs) She loved the beach and would rent an oceanfront house in Fernandina for two weeks every summer so the whole family could be together. She loved clothes and fabrics and thought no outfit was complete without a whimsical accessory, (laughs) whether it be a sparkly pocketbook, printed socks, or Keds with hand-painted flowers on the toe. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) When we taught her the word bling, it became her new favorite word. (laughs) So As in, I love that outfit, but it just needs a little bling. <laughs> She's me! The <laughs> dazzle it, bitch. <laughs> her grandchildren were her pride and joy, and she bragged about us relentlessly to anyone and everyone who would listen. She took care of us when we were sick, loved us when we were petulant, and never let any of us leave her house without asking if we needed money for school, mm. a new outfit, or at the very least, a $20 bill for gas. Mm. For the last 2 years, I've had the opportunity to help take care of grandmama through her illness. And during that time, when she talked about what she talked about most was her family, especially her grandchildren. Adam, her first grandchild that could do nothing wrong in her eyes, and who she came to depend on for everything from changing a blown light bulb to moving around all the furniture in her house. No. She bragged on Patrick, his career success. You did everyone and for giving her her first great-grandchildren and on Matthew for finding his niche and loving her beloved Statesboro as much as she did. She talked of what a fine man Eric had become and what he had devoted to provide a loving home for his family. She expressed so much pride in Hannah's intelligence as well as her drive to further her education and make the world a better place. She spoke often of Ethan's friendliness charm and how he always approached her for a few spins around the dance floor at parties. She had a soft spot for Taylor and spoke lovingly of his good heart, kind soul, and how quickly he could consume a box of ice cream sandwiches. (laughs) She felt a kinship with Thomas and spoke of how much he cared about other people and how he took the time to make sure those around him were okay. And then there's Will, her last grandson, The one that doted on her the same way she doted on us. The amount of pride she showed for him achieving his goal of attending Georgia Tech could light up any room. As for me, I'm not sure exactly what she said about me to other people, (laughs) but what I personally would like to thank her for is being there for us during our darkest days. After our father died, it felt like we had all been forgotten. The world around us was moving on, and in those moments when it felt like The world was leaving us behind. There was grandmama. She became our refuge. All of us knowing we could go to her to cry, scream, or just get away. I can't imagine the heartbreak of watching your daughter lose her partner and your grandchildren struggle to find a place in the world without their father. But she did everything she could to step in and help fill the void, and I will forever be grateful to her. There are so many things that we will all miss about her. But for me, it will be those moments that became so typical you can't separate one from the other. The kind of moments I'm sure everyone here can relate to. Like walking into her house and hearing her say your name with so much love, (laughs) then finding her and mom sitting around the kitchen table where I would join them. Maybe she would model the outfit she got for a wedding. (laughs) Maybe she would regale us with stories from her childhood. Maybe we would discuss ideas and creative pursuits. Maybe we would laugh over a takeout plate of fried shrimp from Michael's Deli. But the evening would come to an end, and we would say our goodbyes. She would tell us to be careful, and we would part ways. Until next time. So thank you, Grandmama, for the memories, both big and small, (laughs) for the lessons you leave behind, for your tireless support and your unconditional love. And when, when any of us see or hear something that we wish we could share with you, we will hold it in our hearts and remember you and we will all promise to be careful until next time. <laughs> so that's what I said. <laughs> I'm so glad I wasn't there. <laughs> and oh my gosh. So I get up there and i will not one tear. Not one tear during the ser- service. But I looked up and my brother and my mom are front row right in front uh. of me. And I just looked to the side (laughs) and started trying to, like, pick out each of my cousins as I was talking about them. But I was like, I cannot watch my brother and my mom losing their shit right now. Oh, my God. So, I got through it. And my aunt, you know, she went. And it was beautiful. It was, I mean, it really was a good idea. And what she had to say was beautifully written. And it was perfect. And there were definitely personal anecdotes in there. But it was just in the moment, the thought of someone no one from the family, like, writing something mm-hmm. that yeah. they were going to say was what, it's not that I had a problem with it. It just made me feel like I had to, I had to know that there was going to be something there. personal said. You'd been there. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I also didn't want to feel like I was speaking on behalf of everyone. So, anyway. I
1: think you did a great job.
0: I'm sorry I didn't speak <laughs> on the microphone. I think you did a great job. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry I was
1: still busy trying to pretend i wasn't crying because i'm like (laughs) boo-hooing because you know it's (sighs) um hearing that it's i could have been written about any grandma yeah and then it's fucking crazy we lost them a week a week apart i know like i'm like there's been i can't tell you how many times i've been like this we got to quit the podcast because we're (laughs) attracting it to ourselves like (laughs)
0: but grandparents die yeah I mean, we we knew it was coming for my grandma. I know, and I knew it was. I was just so out of touch. But it's oh, and I, I made the remark about her kids. Yeah, because <laughs> she always wore kids. She loved her kids, but that she had one pair where she had dropped a little bleach on one of them. You know, doing one of her projects, and so instead of, you know, they were perfectly good kids. So she just hand painted little flowers on the toes of them. Well, that's adorable. And then so when we were getting ready. Sorry, that- we decided that all the grant because she she was cremated so oh really? D- was there a um viewing no oh yeah we did have a like a where they we went and bought her a new dress because yeah. my mom just said she said i don't I want my mother to be dressed. She loved to dress because well, that was her. Yeah, yeah that's that was how her thing. Was. But my uncle said that um, he was. He thought that was good, and he liked that idea because most of the time they just come wrapped up in a sheet, and so he liked the idea of somebody being dressed and you know her her to go off in style, you know. And but what I was saying about the kids is, um, they were saying. My aunts decided they wanted for all of the grandchildren to try to wear something blue. Like all the boys wear a blue tie, the girls wear a blue scarf or something like that. And so I was trying to think of something blue that I had or what. I could so find. you showed up as Bruca Salt.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the blueberry. <laughs>
0: I'm the caregiver I've been here <laughs> yes like a blue bridesmaid's dress yeah. from the 80s with the puff sleeves that's what I wore like you want me to wear blue I'm blue bitch I got it roll Michelle da.
1: she did it she did it I'm blue da 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 yeah mm-hmm. if I were green I would die
0: <laughs> oh my god so what did you wear though no, for real a blue bridesmaid's dress <laughs> A pair of blue floral kids. I was looking them up, and at first I was just looking for some blue shoes. I was like, maybe a pair of blue shoes. And I thought, what if I found a pair of blue kids? And they had this new line of kids, and there were these blue floral
1: Which is, yes. is so your, um, like, that speaks to your love for her.
0: Funeral Stories is produced
1: by Seth and Molino, and music is by John Pope
0: check out our website and blog by going to www.funeralstories.com
1: and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at funeral stories and on Instagram at funeral stories. Donate to our cause on Patreon to unlock subscriber rewards. And please don't forget to send your funeral stories to podcast at gmail.com or hello at funeralstories.com rate review and
0: subscribe on apple itunes and listen on your preferred podcasting service thanks guys bye